It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E-C-O.uk. We're going to get chunked out of our beans! Let's do it! Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Ian Smith. And me, Amy Gledhill. I'm from a lovely little place called Hull. And I'm from the thinking man's pontefract, Ghoul. And we've been living in London, much to our family's shame, for too long. So, we're going to be trawling the newspapers to find out all the stories we've missed from the North. This is... Northern News! Hello, everybody! And welcome to nearly a year of Northern News! (laughs) Wow! We're one ep away from having done this... For a year! A full year of being in each other's lives. I don't mean just me and you, I mean like us in their lives. I was going to say, we met before episode one. (laughs) Day one we met, we just clicked, thank God. When we do the year episode, if you've listened to them all... Wow. That's crazy! That's great, In a good In a good way. I'm not saying, why have you done that? Some people will have listened to every episode. Imagine that. How many hours is that? Oh, well... 52. It's 52, mate. It's like nearly 52 hours. But we haven't done full hours. No. But I reckon it'll be nearly two days. Oh, my God. Of solid listening to us. Oh, my God. You could put it on and you could fly to Australia and back and you'd still, would still be in their ears. They could go around the world and we'd be in their ears. I might have told you this, but I'm going to a flight simulator to see if I can land a passenger plane (gasps) with no training as part of a Radio 4 show. Shut up. So I just turn up to the flight simulator and I'm going to have someone on a walkie-talkie beat. Like, the the idea is the pilots are dead and you've gone, let me have a go to see if I could do it. And apparently the chances of doing it are extremely slim. Really? But but if I land a plane, I'm going to be... The worst person to be around for two weeks. <laughs> Someone will be talking to me and I'll just be glazed over. It's like, have you finished? I landed a plane, no training. I landed no a plane. <laughs> Mr Smith, you've got to listen to these test results. Well, I'm a legend. That's probably what they say. I might have told you this before, but I'm going to hug a cow. I'm going to go to a naturist park. I'm going to smash up a room in a ridge room. A naturist park? You know... Nudies? Yeah. You're going to be nudie? I'm going to talk to some nudies. You're going to have to be nudie. And then I'm going to do uh, have a ping pong game. Ian. <laughs> I'm naked now. No one's got a problem with it. <laughs> Are you going to have a naked...
naked ping pong game? Ideally, yeah. But oh I wanna, my god! I want to smash someone at ping pong. Oh. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm not looking forward to it. Oh my god! I feel god. horrible. But if I'm gonna, can we do an episode about the body? What if they've got big genitalia? I think they'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be okay with me <laughs> using it as a racket. <laughs> I don't need but that back. The thing is, when you're doing ping pong, mm-hmm. your eye line is like where the ball Table. bounces and stuff. You're gonna be looking at genitalia mm. quite intensely. There's I'm gonna be no point. Else. Of while you're playing ping pong, that it's not going to be in your Bad, view. Badminton, then maybe. Yeah, hmm. maybe. Well, no, I'm not saying looking at genitalia is a, is a bad thing. I'm just I'm just pointing out that that's yeah. quite an intense thing to do. Have you been to a nature's park before? No, and the idea of going to one terrifies me. <laughs> oh my god! But that's why I think it will be funny. Um, and this is going on the radio. Yeah, bonkers. You can't see dicks on the radio. Absolutely bonkers. I've always said that. <laughs> I'm going to be mic'd up. I don't know where they're putting it. Fuck me. Well, I've like oh, mic sellotape to... to my chest, the the battery pack don't, up the bum hole. It's I'm sorry. Be, isn't it? Or clipped onto pubic hair. <laughs> oh. Oh my God. Ian. Yeah. Wow. But it's all about body confidence. Yeah. So I want to talk to some of these, you know, balls out, bits yeah. out. Yeah. Say, why are you not bothered by this? It's not going to be my main <laughs> yeah, question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you perverts or normal? That's going to yeah, be my line of question. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because like they want that to be the norm, I suppose, in a lot of ways, don't they? Well, I don't, but I don't. Well, I don't know. I'm, listen, I don't know, really. the radio series is probably due soon. I haven't done any of the research <laughs> for this, but I, I think they just like it. It would be nice to be able to be comfortable in your body enough to be around everyone and not yeah. be like this is weird. But I'm not saying that, like, they're going to make me go, clothes are a prison on the body. <laughs> I just think, yeah, wear clothes. But it would be nice to be able but to... Do you know what it is for me, right? I think clothes are good, particularly, like, even just underwear, because mm. it covers up bits that are entrances and exits to the body. Yes. And I feel like you can be as confident in your body as you like, mm. Don't sit on my sofa with no pants on. Yeah. All entrances and exits should be covered up. So well, I, for your I, own sake as yeah. well. What if you get something up there that you don't want, like sand? Yeah. Or an insect? So ideally you want underwear on. Yeah. Face mask, earmuffs, big, sunglasses. Yeah, big nappy. All entrance. Nipples protected. Yeah. You can have your boobies out, have your chest out, whatever. But nipples protected because I feel like they're... Delicate little things, and if mm. you what if you got it caught in a door? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if you're getting your nipple caught in a door, <laughs> fucking hell, <laughs> you wanted that to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, what I've been doing this week, my little thing that I was going to tell you, is sort mm-hmm. of about that, and it's about um, standing on the the platform for the tube. Yeah, right. Just and... Wondering when nipples are going to come into this. <laughs> oh, they do on the platform of the tube and it's busy but it's not like rammer it's just quite busy yeah i'm so then i've got my rucksack on and i've got it over both shoulders as i do because i'm cool Mm. right and but i've got my rucksack to the wall so i'm basically back to the wall with a rucksack in between there's loads of places that people could stand this woman comes and she stands right in front of me like 
completely in front of me. Well, like back to you. Back to me. Yeah. She could have stood anywhere. And I was so, I didn't even move because I was just like shocked, like looking around like, is this a prank? Mm -hmm. And she had such big, voluminous hair. Her hair was like so close to me. And then she stood back and she was, she backed herself into my tits, but then she turned round and tutted at me like I'd snuck in there. And she turned around and she went, oh, what? That drives me mad for some people. I was absolutely livid. Yeah. And I wanted to say, excuse me, you've just stood so close to me that you're touching my actual body. She's tutting at you. And she's tutting at me. I can't move any further back because yeah. I've got six pets about cherries in my rucksack. They're not soft. They're not going to squash into the wall. I'd leave that bit out when you're having a right, go. Right, right. Mm. Yeah, you got it, aren't you, it's really? Just, it's just extra information that's not needed. Okay. So just focus on your back yeah. is touching my nipplets. Yes. Yeah, just say that. Yeah, bam. But if I was in a nudist place and they did that, I mm. would call the police. Yeah, I think you've got to respect people's boundaries in a nature's camp. Yeah. But um, I'll, once I've been, I'll let you know how it goes. God, that's so bravey and well You'll done. know if I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Come in and say, Hello, everyone. <laughs> my eyes are here. <laughs> Tattooed two eyes on my penis. <laughs> Six pounds for a pint. What's been going on in the in the north of England, as far as you're concerned? Ian, let me tell you, this has happened, uh, and it's it's beautiful. Runaway emu put up brackets, not brackets, quotation marks. Quite a fight while mm. resisting arrest. I don't think I think it can resist an arrest. It's just not. Oh, I think it definitely can. Of course it can. Yeah. Well, it can resist being... Yeah, it might not understand the concept of being yeah, arrested. Yeah, yeah. But it's it resisting resist being the, grabbed. Yeah. Being cuffed. Where is this? Where? You want to know where? I'll tell you exactly where. Lincolnshire. That some people say, well, this is... We're talking South North. A lot, some people South be like, North? Lincolnshire is the Midlands. Lincoln is Northern. Lincoln is real Northern. Mm. But Lincolnshire is huge, yeah. isn't it? When I drive big. through it to get back to London, I'll be driving for ages and then I'm still in Lincolnshire and I think, you're having a bloody laugh, aren't you? Mm. Where's Peterborough? Is that Lincolnshire? No, but it's getting no. there, isn't it? It's like Lincolnshire for ages. I think we should split it up. In two? Well, like Yorkshire's got East, West, North Yorkshire, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I have North Lincolnshire. I think And we'll they have do. that on the pod. <laughs> oh, is there a North Lincolnshire? I'm sure they don't just, yeah. Oh, someone's been listening to me. I'm sure somebody's described. Yeah, East Links, East Lincolnshire. I'm sure somebody oh. would. It'd be mad to not imagine if that's the only place in the whole world where they're like, mm. no, we don't use compasses here. We don't. We will not be describing ourselves as East Lincolnshire. Maybe they're like up, up Lincolnshire, up, down, down left, Lincolnshire. Right. Where left Lincolnshire? Good name for a political Water party. Water Lincolnshire is the coast. Yeah, land. Land Lincolnshire. Yeah. Is not the coast. Yeah. Top Lincolnshire. Sky. Sky. Bottom Lincolnshire. Ground. Yeah. Underground colonies. <laughs> well, I'm glad we've sorted that yeah. out. What's the emu done? Well, the Australian bird uh, was wrestled into the back of a patrol car. Fucking hell. 
wrestled in, wrestled into the back of a patrol car by two officers after it was seen wandering in the road near RAF Coningsby. Now, Amy. Yeah. I haven't heard a crime. <laughs> I what, guess. Wandering in the road? I was breaking the law earlier today. Well, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? But I, maybe it's because it's an emu. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 no, I see your point. You've had no patience with me there, you son. I don't know, Ian, maybe because it's a fucking emu, not supposed to be in the road, you fucking idiot. No, that is fair enough. But I, I would still say it's not a crime. It's mm. just they're helping the emu, but why is it being arrested? Yeah, yeah. do you know, you've got a good point here. Why can't they just say Free the they were emu. trying to grab an emu because it had got lost or whatever? They're like, you're neither reading in the rights to an emu. Oh, yeah. You've got the right to remain silent. Is that what they, the sound they make? They must. <coughs> I could imagine that being more realistic, actually. <coughs> emu sound. That's what I'm going for. Right, so I've gone... <coughs> Let's see. In one of the biggest reveals in podcasting history. <laughs> okay, well, anticlimax, yeah. but the reveal is they go... That's not, was that coming out of their mouth? It sounded yeah, like, like purring. Oh, was it? I thought that was them walking in mud. I don't know. I hate emus. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> I hated that noise that they made. <laughs> they're not, that can't be the noise they make. Well, that's according to YouTube, the according Wikipedia to of videos. YouTube, it's no. According to YouTube, it's And all three are valid. Oh, well, anyway, this, this emu has been caught wandering around in the road um, and it took <laughs> two officers, and let me tell you, it was quite challenging by the sounds of it, um, to get into the back of a, of a van. <laughs> that can't be right. <laughs> they can't. They must it's put it in a van. van. It can't be in a car, can it? Uh, it's a strong bird and put up some resistance to being put in the back seat of a patrol car. They didn't put it in the back of a oh, van. And it's going to be pecking you from the back they seat. They put it in the back seat of a patrol car. That's insane. Oh, hang on. They had called for a police van, but it was out on another job. Oh, One man. of the officers drove while the other held the bird in the back seat. And as well, if the van's already out, yeah. like there's a riot going on, they're like, yeah, we've got um, an <laughs> emu in the road. All right, yeah, we might just carry on to this riot. You know, an emu. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to do the thing. We're going to save some lives first and foremost. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. We can probably put it back in the back of the Corsa. Yeah, Don't worry do about old, it. One of them's doing the old journey, just like... Yeah. Emus oh. are massive. Yeah. They're real big. They have them in East Park in Hull and uh, they're big, scary things. What, roaming, just roaming about? No. Or are they fenced a, off? There's a big enclosure and they had wallabies and peacocks and emus mm. and guinea pigs and rabbits and deer. It's absolutely fantastic. What a mad collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guinea pigs like you'd have in your house. Yeah. And deer. Yeah. They, they weren't able to track down where the bird had come from. So the emu was taken to Tattershall Farm Park in Lincolnshire, where a spokeswoman said it had settled in well. So it's a happy well, ending nice. to this yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. I do think that the bird shouldn't have been arrested. Yeah, it hasn't committed a crime. <laughs> and now it's had to go, it's like going to a new school. It's got to walk into the farm from. like, you know, everyone. Yeah. 
Hi, I'm, I'm Emu. Yeah, do a little presentation about itself to all yeah. the other animals. Yeah. Oh, little... I've just been arrested. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, danger, danger, Emu. What you done? What you done? I was, I was jaywalking. Ugh. Oh. You'd be dis- like in prison if you, yeah, if you got into prison for jaywalking. If you was in prison, and someone said, up. "What, what did you do?" and you said jaywalking, and they were like, "Oh, whatever," and then you went. I am an emu. And they were like, all right. Yeah. Okay, I, I get it. I thought something looked weird about you. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because there's no bullying in this prison. <laughs> Have you heard who's died? I'd like to move on, please, Ian, to find out what, what, okay. what, what's been happening in the north. Well, this is about a pensioner mm. who is so fed up with the faded road markings, he's repainted them himself. He doesn't have one of those machines, you know, the paint yeah. thing that does yeah. it well. why well. would he? But uh, why, who does? Well, this guy, luckily, has a paintbrush and absolutely nothing can impact his self-esteem because he's done, they don't look good. <laughs> I mean, you can tell what they say, but they look like a pensioner has done them himself. Oh, let's see. Um, not, they're not hey, bad. They're all right. They're just a bit squigglier than, listen... They're not bad. They're not bad. But if you're driving down the street, you'd be like, these are different to all the others. Yeah. These are more avant-garde. I think if I was driving and I saw signs like that, I'd be like, this is a prank. As yeah. in, not the signs are bad, but you'd be like, so it's def- they're definitely like hand-drawn. But you wouldn't trust where they're and going. And you'd be like, somebody's written this on and they're, they're trying to take me down a dark path here. So you'd see the arrow pointing left for the A5033 and you'd be like, I think I'll be going right. I'm not falling for this <laughs> prank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, um, Peter Sharrett wanted to shame Cheshire East Council over the markings close to a confusing roundabout in upmarket Nutsford, which he claims have become a death trap. We've had Nutsford on the pod kind of recently. I feel like that's maybe where the Barbie registration plate, re- registration plate was from. The road situation in Nutsford is crazy. <laughs> it's wild. There's a Barbie car. I don't know where it's going. Yeah. No road markings. <laughs> Yeah, he's um, he sprayed arrows indicating the lanes motorists need to be in to travel onto different roads. That's really, it shouldn't be up to a pensioner to yeah. do this. It's really oh. good that he's done it, but what a sad state of affairs. I'm sure it is dangerous, but he does seem to be exaggerating. Like Death Trap, he said this is a lethal lack of markings, mm. a very dangerous situation. People are very confused. I've witnessed a number of car crashes. Oh. It's crazy on this roundabout. He said, I wrote to the council only to receive a perfunctory and unhelpful response. Oh, dear. And when Peter gets perfunct, perfunct he gets his spray paint out <laughs> and he does it himself. And he gets punked. Don't yeah. perfunk punk. Don't perfunk Peter the punk. Yes. Never perfunk Peter the punk. But yeah, it's weird that he's, he's just allowed to do these. Uh, I guess he's. I guess anybody's allowed. No, nobody's allowed. What? Which one is it, Ian? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess can you're I, not can allowed. Can I draw on my road? Yeah, who owns the road? I guess the council. Well, us, isn't it? Taxpayers. Yeah, but they... I guess technically we own the road. But you could say that about, like... If a railway service <laughs> yeah, is nationalised, yeah, right? I'm not paying for a ticket. I own this, actually. I'm the owner. did more like my dad. Well, taxpayers own the roads. Do what I like with my bit of road. Don't know why my dad's cockney. Yeah. You've spray-painted <laughs> fuck on your road. 
You spray paint and yeah. fuck off and a big arrow pointing away from your yeah. house. Yeah, I have, because I own this bit of road. This is my road. I paid for that. So what are you what are you angry about? It must be scary painting on a road, though. You're, like, crouching down. Yeah. He'd have to be high-vised out of his mind. Oh, you've got to be. You'd I have think to he's got be traffic so high-vised you'd see him from space Yeah. to be safe. He's got this little set of four traffic cones, which I think he puts around himself. Oh, they're tiny traffic cones. Tiny. Cones. <laughs> he's probably made them himself. Oh, um, come on, Cheshire Council. That's yes. so mad that this is what it's come to. Well, Pensioners doing arts and crafts in the middle of junctions off roundabouts. Mm. That is almost the exact quote that someone has said. It beggars belief that the council is now relying on a 71-year-old pensioner with a spray can. It does beg a belief. We always end up relying on pensioners. Captain Tom. Yeah. Saving the NHS yeah. single-handedly. What does beggar's belief mean? Um, I've never confidently used it. I guess it just means, like, um, it it's beyond belief. belief. You is can't it, believe it. It is. Is it? Is it a beggar's belief? Let's have a look. Beggar's or belief. Do you beggar believe? If something beggars believe, it is impossible to believe it. If something beggars description, it is impossible to describe it. Oh. So to beggar something... Means for it to be impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, I don't know what it means. Could you like beggar love and it's impossible to get love? Fucking hell. Beggar what's it? This episode has got sad. <laughs> beggar lo- love is impossible. <laughs> but yeah, I guess if you're like, it beggars love that, it'd be like, it's impossible to love it. Well, like that emu beggars love. That's how we talk, that's our language. It's stupid, isn't it? The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW. That's my gravy, you daft sod. Bing bong. It's Amy here saying why not join our Patreon? Oh, you've got to join. If you like bonus weekly episodes, that is. If you like just supporting a podcast that you bloody love. And if you like supporting a podcast that you bloody love and occasionally getting discount ticket prices to go see that podcast that you bloody love live. Wowee. And it's cheap. Oh, it's cheap. It's cheaper than a bag of Aunt Bessie's. It's cheaper than a pint. You can't say fairer than that. Join our Patreon for bonus content. What's for tea, ma'am? And now it's time for our special guest, Shaparak Korsandi, who was born in Tehran, which is in... Northern Iran. It's a northern guest. It's a northern guest. Shaparak, first question, I'm coming in pretty big here. 
Is there a north-south divide in Iran? <laughs> well, I'm very excited that uh, I've been called a northerner for the first time ever. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. There, there probably is. I mean... There's probably a north-south divide. There's probably an east-west divide. A bit more to the left and a bit down there divide. I don't know. But I think there always is, isn't there? In every country, there's always a divide between one part and another part and also a part of the country that everyone else says shag sheep. Oh. <laughs> Whereabouts do you live currently? I live in West London. Grew up in West London and then I moved around to all the cool parts of London uh, until about 10 years ago and I moved home. But there's definitely a north-south divide in London because, like, I'm much more likely to go and visit a friend in Manchester than I am to go and visit a friend in south-east London. (laughs) That's why you've never been round to my house. Is that where you are? I'm so sorry. I'm a a Peckham boy. Just the transport links, you know. Yeah. Mm. I agree with that because I think that's why I'm drawn to the south because the south is like the north. Yeah. South London is like north of England. Oh. Where the bit with the shit transport links. Oh, right. Yeah, fair. And <laughs> As it's in not really London, right? Yeah. It's not really London. <laughs> do you have a favourite place from all of your touring? Do you have anywhere in the north that you feel excited about um, travelling to? Yorkshire. Anywhere in Yorkshire. Yes. Leeds. Or I think uh, Hebden Bridge is a place where, and I don't know what it was about that place. Well, I probably do now. I stepped out of the train station and I just thought, home, I'm home. I fell in love with the place. It's so beautiful, isn't it? It's, yeah, there's something pretty magical about it. And I wasn't surprised to know that that's like where the majority of people who are, I don't know, homeopaths and sort of people that are a bit alternative. Not that I'm into homeopathy, but it's just... People go there to chill, basically. That's what it feels like as an outsider. And then people who actually, obviously, actually live there. Sorry if you're not chilled. I don't mean everyone in Hebden Bridge is chilled. Um, (laughs) Someone's listening. They're going through a really hard time at the minute in Hebden Bridge. It's not not fucking relaxing for me, is it? (laughs) Some arsehole from London saying, they're a relaxed people, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) They've got no worries in their innocent little life. (laughs) I genuinely think that up north people are just more confident about being human like with a kid when I I used to go and visit friends in Manchester and it just made life a lot easier because no one treats you like you're scum if you've got a child with you in a restaurant or a cafe people will come over they'll make a fuss of your kid like young people like 20 year olds will come up and open doors for you and there's something about I think the chances of meeting the same people again and again is more likely. So people invest more yeah. in, so in being nice. Wise. I didn't think of I'm it. Very I've wise. never thought of it like that, of course. Yeah, the lower the population, the nicer you have to be. Because if you're a dickhead to someone, then you go for a GP appointment and then you're like, <laughs> oh, great, that's my GP. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and I do feel like we miss out, especially in London. Like where I live is really close-knit and lovely, but... I think in London, people just don't have the confidence. It's such a transient community. Yeah. A lot of the time that unless you, you know, I found that once I had kids, I lived near the local school and then got to know everyone and also having a dog means I've got a whole community of dog walkers. So unless you've got a thing like dogs or kids or a drug habit, it's hard to find (laughs) 
your people, I think. And also, I, right, so what I find funny about Manchester as a Londoner, like the first time I went there to gig in my 20s, there's a hotel in Manchester was notorious for being a knocking shop. Oh, really? Yeah. My first solo tour, I sold out the Lowry and I was so excited and I booked myself into a hotel. And the one thing I thought was I mustn't book into the knocking shop. And of course, I get there and it's the knocking shop. <gasps> they no. give me a room. It didn't have a window. Oh. So what they'd done was behind some curtains, they'd drawn a window. <gasps> right? That's and before so the gig, sad. I was like, I'm excited about selling out you know, one of my first tour dates up north. And I'm thinking, that's okay. I can make the best of it. And I went down. <laughs> they wouldn't give me my money back for my hotel. And I wasn't in a financial position to go, sod it. I'll just go to the Malmaison. Yeah. I didn't do that. So I went up the lift and I came out and there was a gentleman with a, 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 late, a woman of the night doing things in the hallway. Oh, I was like, hallway. oh my God. So back then the only social media I was on was Facebook. And I went on Facebook and I went, oh my God, I've accidentally booked myself into the hotel that all comics know is the one you don't go to. And I can't afford to just like sack off the money and go off. And at the time, I didn't know Jason Manford really. I know him now, yeah. but um, he saw my post and he sent me a message and he went, my house is near where you're playing. I'm going to get my mum to leave you a key. There's no one in. Pick a room. Oh. Stay over. And so I went and stayed at his house. It was so lovely. And he still hasn't found the stuff I've left in the in the um, curtain <laughs> rings. <laughs> oh. Do you know what the thing is about that? What happened then, though? That was also when social media was fairly new. And even that was more hospitable and nice. Mm. Like social media oh, yeah. really was some a, a place to connect with friends and your own sort of community. Wow. I yeah. can't even imagine that. Mm. No, you're too young. You're too yeah. young. You too. This is, I mean, this is, this is back in 1973. It was. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much you. for coming on and talking to us. Been absolutely lovely to speak to you. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, you could tell us where people can find you. Oh, if people are interested in my life or ADHD or both of those things together, I have a book out called Scatterbrain, wow. which is about, um, uh, adult ADHD and finding out in later life. Oh, well, that sounds brilliant. Thank you so much, Aparak. See you later, guys. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Terry's chocolate orange. Uh, I've got some news from Hull, if, you've, if you're interested. I'd love to hear it. Okay, so this is a story about Hull that was on Demetoleri's Real Stories on BBC Two. Listen to this, right? Take That, the band. Yeah. Heard of him? Yes. Thank God. Take That on the unlikely Hull gig that saved their career. Really? Hull has saved the career of Take That. When? Well, as they were getting started. Oh, early on. Yeah, at LA's nightclub, which I've been to. Yeah. I think I actually had my first kiss in LA's nightclub. Yeah, and on under 18's night, don't everybody be like, oh oh my God. What, four years ago? No, I was I was very much thirteen, but looked about twenty six. Under eighteen. Mm-hmm. Under What's like six year olds, seventeen year olds? No, it's like what is it? Under eighteen. Under like out of, out of club. Yeah. Yeah. So it's people that are maybe 
think maybe you have to be like between 14 and 18. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? It's not like kids. Yeah. But I think I was maybe... 13, apparently. 13. Underage. Maybe t- yeah, I was underage at the underage night. Okay. You can't put me in an age bracket. Yeah. Once you've grown titties, you can go where you want. That's them's the rules before people actually cared about checking ID. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Checking ID in the old days was weird, wasn't they it? They weren't bothered. Can I just have a little, um, have you got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get in there. Is that padding? No, you're in. <laughs> yeah, they were not bothered. A hastily arranged gig for a crowd of Hull teenagers helped save Take That from being dropped by their record company. Wow. A TV documentary has revealed Gary Barlow, Howard Donald and Mark Owen were sharing stories of their chart-topping career with Demet O'Leary on the BBC Two Real Story. And um, we're talking about how the success did not come overnight. At one point, the band seemed doomed to failure. Oh, God. you believe that? Take that! Was at a point where they were doomed to failure? It beggars belief! It beggars but fucking leaf, Ian. In nineteen one, the in nineteen one, in nineteen ninety one. That's ages ago. In nineteen oh one. In nineteen oh one, they were playing up to three gigs a day. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh God, just worn out. Absolutely knackered. Doing three gigs a day as a comic, where all you have to do is stand and talk. Mm. Is really exhausting. Yeah. Imagine if you were singing and dancing and travelling around. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They deserve everything they've got, take that, can I just say? <laughs> they do. They said you would go on at 9 or 10 o'clock in Hull, 11 o'clock in Grimsby, and back to Manchester for a gay club the same day. It's crazy thinking God. about take that. You always just see a band like that and just think you're almost like a manufactured famous... Like someone yeah. like Little Mix, you think... Well, you were like made. You didn't have to go and do yes. a gig to 50 people in Hull. They hadn't done the pubs. They hadn't done Hull, Grimsby, Manchester yeah. in a night. That's so intense. Yeah. It says, but Salvation was just around the corner and involved the unlikely venue of LA's, um, which is now the Lost Nightclub in Ferensway. The now Lost Nightclub, as in... They just can't find it's it. Not called, <laughs> it's not called Lost. It's gone. Oh, I meant it right. as... Oh, they've changed it to Lost, like a Lost-themed nightclub. Yeah. But How that, interesting. That makes more sense than me just <laughs> yeah, thinking yeah. people cannot find the nightclub anymore. <laughs> We've got banging lineups, no one's here. <laughs> Why is there always a thick mist around this nightclub? <laughs> Something's happened here. <laughs> a thick mist. Um, Gary said... Gary, as in Gary yeah. Barlow, everyone. But it's very terms. nice saying Gary. Gary said, one week we're playing at this place called Lexington Avenue in Hull, LA's, and we were going to be on at like 10 o'clock or something, but the club owner called Nigel, the band's owner, uh, a week before and said, I've got this event on at six o'clock and it's for the kids under 18s. So put the band on there and let's just see how it goes. You might have seen Take That. Fuck. When was Maybe this? that was my first kiss. Maybe it was one of Take That. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, I don't know how appropriate that would have been for them. Imagine saying that on Derm- uh, the Dermot O'Leary show. Yeah. Well, yeah, we did this gig in the under-18s. I think uh, Gary got off with a 13-year-old. <laughs> but big Dif- tits. Yeah, yeah. And it was a different time back then. The age was determined by tit. <laughs> by tit size, she was older than Gary. <laughs> 
people were looking at us going, look at that cougar. <laughs> she must be, what, 75? <laughs> By half past six, we were all in the van ringing Nigel. Nigel, you won't believe what's happened. We've been mobbed. They chased the van down the road. And Nigel, I can remember him, he looked into the air and I thought, this is a turning point. And from that point on, we realised the audience is not older, it's younger. I think Nigel is the, the pop manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. is weird. But just the idea that it's been going so shit. They're like, we had a great gig. And, mo- and Nigel just looks to the sky. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank you, God. For all those teenagers. For these horny, horny teens. <laughs> I, I thought my prayers would never be answered. <laughs> Please give me some horny teenagers <laughs> for my band. <laughs> and that's when it all kicked off and they realised, we just got to look at this audience a bit differently. And that's mm. because of LA's nightclub in Hull and the under-18s night. How cool is that? I've done the gigs um, that you do to mums and babies. Oh, yeah. And too. all you can hear is the kids crying. Yeah. You can't hear whether anyone's laughing or not. Yeah. And I find them like a deep existential panic. Where you just yeah. do your set, all you can hear is screaming. Then you get off and you're like, I think I've just had the worst gig of my life. <laughs> but everyone looks happy. Yeah, you Horribly s- I tough. would say they're not saying to go as young as babies, if that's what you're getting take from that. this. <laughs> yeah. I might do a stand-up gig to a lot of 13-year-olds <laughs> going on and going, hey, guys, him poo silly. And everyone's like, I mean, I, I do kids? like that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's better than some of the stuff I've written this week. Might as well make a quick note of that. <laughs> My next two are shot. In, in poo silly. In poo silly. Shut that door. What's been going on in Ghoul? It's another brief story from Ghoul. But there's been an arrest, a drugs arrest. Oh, no. After police spot a group inhaling laughing gas. Oh. Laughing gas has got round Ghoul. Is that illegal then? Yes. Um, is it says it? here Humberside Police have repeated warnings that laughing gas is now a controlled drug. Right. Anyone found to be in... I don't know what that means, though. If it's just controlled. But possession of it, you'll be dealt with promptly. But again, it doesn't really say what. But you, you'll Why be dealt you? with, but you'll find it hilarious yeah, what's happening. Yeah, But yes, nitrous oxide has That's made its way it's into ghoul. Oh, nitrous oxide. It's funny, isn't it, when you see all the little um, canisters yeah. all around the street? I don't know what they... Well, I remember seeing some about Yeah. But have what ever... do people do? What do you mean? To take it? To take laughing gas. You inhale it? Yeah, but what's that canister? Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs. Something to do with a canister. I've seen balloons be involved. I was going to say, I thought it was balloon-based when people were laughing at But that's more conspicuous, isn't it? Yeah. If you're just (laughs) sucking the innards of a balloon out, (laughs) the police are like, what are you doing? Well, what you could do if the police said, what are you doing? If you put on a high voice and go, it's helium. I'm just doing a funny prank. I did. Yeah, the police would be like, ah, that's funny, that. Let me have a go. No, no, it's all gone now. It's ran out. Oh, it's ran out. No, you've got loads of canisters there. That that all helium. Oh, yeah, these are the bad helium that we're going to send them back, actually. Worryingly, if I was a police officer, I'd I'd believe that. I'd be like, that's very very good of you. (laughs) Don't take bad helium. You don't give it to other people. Well done, lads. You keep on doing that. Do you know what? I'm going to give you a tenner. Yeah. I could give you £10. <laughs> and make sure you discard those canisters in the street so that Ian Smith can walk by in a couple of days' time and go, what's that? What's that? And he'll tell people that story. Yeah. 
so there's what so they've been arrested for this. Yes, this neighborhood police officer spotted a group behind the counting house pub in Gaul yesterday evening. So Do they're you know behind the counting the pub. house? Yeah. Did you have your first kiss in the counting house? No, I've never been inside the oh, oh. no, I think I might have been inside the counting house like once. But um it is known How as a bit cool more of an aggressive one. What? If if we'd have both had our first kisses in the In this episode. No, and, not in this episode. That'd be fucking weird. But as in, they weird, come up Ian. in this episode. Yes, in the articles that we've brought. Yeah, yeah, Meh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd been lovely. Um, but they, so they, they saw them. It said they immediately gave chase. Two males were spotted and searched. So they got two of them. Patrol officers caught another runner on Carlisle Street. They've done all right. That person really pissing themselves. Yeah. Can't see him, but you just like, I don't. <laughs> right, that way, that way. <laughs> left, it's gone left, Sarge. That'd be so <laughs> annoying if you're yeah. like a fast runner. Yeah. But you're just like, ah, you can still hear me. <laughs> well, it doesn't last very long, does laughing gas. It's it's a... Oh! <laughs> it, <laughs> so I've heard. Oh, yeah. it's, it's an in and out kind of thing, you know. In and out. You have a laugh, it's gone. You have, you have, you have an headache. The last quote, the third male, brackets... Was, close brackets, arrested a little while later. Huh? Is that when they do like, what? you know, when someone says something and they put brackets, yes. sometimes squared brackets as yeah. if to be like, you've said it wrong. So yeah. I think the quote is, the third male arrested a little while later and they've gone, I'm going to put a was in your quote there. I think you mean was. It really annoys me when people do that. You just think, yeah, just, we get it. People know. Unless, into... unless the guy's called like Waz. Yeah, the third male brackets, Waz, <laughs> arrested a little later on. I've been found in possession of a quantity of drugs, class C, B, class A, and other items to aid their supply. Oh. So doing a bit of laughing gas, but they've got oh, what they've got is no laughing matter. They've got all the classes. <laughs> One of the the judge is definitely gonna say that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are the different classes, A, B, and C? I presume yeah. A is like your big, your big, your heroines, your cocaines. Your... Well, let's let's have a quick quiz. But what's but yeah, all right. Crack cocaine, cocaine, regular cocaine. Oh, like crack cocaine, cocaine. Yeah, crack cocaine, comma cocaine, <laughs> ecstasy brackets MDMA, comma heroin, comma LSD, magic mushrooms, methadone, methamphetamine brackets crystal meth. They're, They're your absolute no-nos. <laughs> if you're listening... Even magic mushrooms is an A, class Magical A. mushrooms is class A. Wait, I want to know class B and C, please. Why do you want to know these? Because I don't understand the different classes. Fucking hell, that's a long old list. You have to read them B, all. B, amphetamines, barbiturates, barbiturates, cannabis, codeine, ketamine... What, codeine? Codeine. Isn't that paracetamol or something? I have codeine at home. Um, from the... Citizen's fa- arrest! <laughs> from the pharmacy! And the episode ended with Anne's around your back. Wouldn't you call the police? She's got codeine on her right now. It's in my bathroom cabinet. Yeah. Next week's episode. Hello, welcome to Northern News <laughs> with me, Ian Smith, the only innocent man... <laughs> In the world. And me, Amy Gledhill, dialing in from prison. <laughs> Amy, what have you found in the news this week? Remember, you've only got a 15-minute phone call. <laughs> um, some of your class C's, benzodiazepines, yeah. PAMs, pi- pi- 
Piperazines. But these are actual just medications. Yeah, but I guess you, I think you're allowed these if you've got a prescription. Oh, I see. But I think you're not supposed to. I see. Yeah. Up to two years in prison, an unlimited fine, or both. Oh, man. But what's class C? I just read them out. Well, what's class B? I read some of them out as well. What? The, um... Fucking hell, load the tab up again. Jesus fucking Christ. The episode ended 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Just because you want to know what prison sentence you're going to get for the big stash you got back (laughs) at your house. Oh, everyone's taking codeine and pentazavans. Pentazavans? I love my pentazavans. I've got to have a pentazavan. Get sleep. Yeah, I do like uh, soluble salpidine. Do you? That's my go-to paracetamol. Citizens arrest! <laughs> 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 Trying to put them in the water so you dissolve all the evidence. <laughs> Thank you for well, listening. Well, well, We hope this has been a drug in your life that brings you happiness. Yeah, we do, actually. That's really nice. I, I hope it's been as good for you as it has for me. Has it been good for you? It's been all right. Oh, good, good. Yeah, it has been all right. Just checking. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say it's one of the best. Fucking hell, all right. <laughs> no, I've had a great yeah. time. I have had a great time. Good. We'll just edit out all of Amy's criticism of the episode. <laughs> About to edit joking. out loads of Amy. She's just like, this isn't a good one, this one. <laughs> if you hear any bleeps in the podcast, it's just her saying that. No, have you had a good time? Yes, I've had a lovely time. Oh, that's good. I'd like to also thank our special guest. Yes, Chaparak Korsandi. And uh, as mentioned, you can get hold of her book now, Scatterbrain, which I think we all need. Buy the book. Buy two of the books. And um, don't forget to um, have a sign-up of our Patreon. If you'd like to, you get extra stuff. And we will never stop doing it. We'll never stop until... We cease to exist. Don't stop to get enough. Thank you. We'll be back. See you later. Bye. 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 Hello, everyone. It's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award-nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show. It's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there.